Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 262. That's 262 episodes that we've been talking to you about Canadian football. Wow, amazing. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and that's what we're going to do for the next hour and 20 minutes is talk football. Hour and 20 minutes? Yeah, two hours. It works. Math works for me somewhere. Anyhow, so... Uh, there's only three games this weekend. This is part of this new three buy thing for the whole thing for the whole league. So two teams get a buy this week. No, two teams, two, four, six. Yeah. Eight, nine. Oh, three teams get a buy this week. Is that right? I don't know. Anyhow, there's only three teams, three games that are going on. Uh, Calgary, Ottawa, Toronto, Edmonton, and Winnipeg, BC. So we're going to review, preview those three games for you tonight, uh, as well as talk about a whole pile of different things and, uh, and just t- talk football, man. And uh, got a big shout out here. Who have I got a shout out for? I got a, got a phone uh, message the other day from one of our longtime listeners, a uh, guy by the name of Larry Langell. And, uh, he listens to the show all the time. We had a good conversation. It just kept going back and forth, back and forth late night. So, you know what, Larry, you're getting a shout out on the show tonight. Thanks very much for paying attention and uh, touching base with me. I appreciate it. You uh, take care and enjoy the show. Oh, look, there's Will. Will finally gives me his phone number. So let's, uh, I guess he wants me to call in, call him now. So let's do that before too much happens. And we'll, we'll even call him in the, into the show. Like, and you get to hear him ring ring a ding a ding Who was that? That was uh, Lily Tomlin from uh, Laughing. Will! Hello, what sir. What the hell? You're late. You okay? Yeah, I got wife du- I've got wife duties, my friend. Sorry. How, how is she doing? She's okay. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear She's that. She's okay. M- Mrs. Oh, Will okay. deserves it. Deserves to be We got our medication. We, we got our... Me- we got our medication adjusted today, and she's okay. Good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I had Charles. Let's uh, open the mic up here for Charles, too. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hello. I'm so doing we kinda, well. Yeah, we kind of uh, ended the rant there and uh, got Will into the show. I don't really have too much to talk about. So, you know what, let's talk some football, and let's get it, out. Let's get it all happening here. Um, Calgary, Ottawa. Grey Cup rematch from two years ago. Something about Calgary and Grey Cups don't go well together. Um, I think, you know, they somebody posted a stat today about all the different things that Bo Levi Mitchell is so awesome at, uh, except winning Grey Cups. He's the most losing quarterback in Grey Cup history. And it's kind of funny, eh? Um, Will, you're... You're not going to this game because it's in Ottawa. What do you think? What's going to happen here? Once, once again, to be the most losing guy in Grey Cup history, that means you have to get there more than anybody else. So that's all yeah. I'm going to say. Well, hey, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the losingest team in Grey Cup history. 
Does that does that you know work with them too? They got to be so good they got to get there. Well, sure. They've they lost 19 teams, times, they only one game, four. and they couldn't win. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, 19 times. How the hell did they? How the hell did they get there 19 times? They got there 19 times. They've only won it four. Or they've lost 19. Wow. I think they got there 23 or something. I don't know. Stats are off. I'm sure somebody's going to correct me. But uh, you know, five years from five years from now, um, when you're saying uh, <clears throat> Bo Levi is uh, seven of seven for nine in Great Cup wins, um, oh, you're going to say he was the greatest quarterback of all time. So I'm never going to say he's the greatest you know, quarterback I, of all time I, I, I don't think I'm gonna he is. Wait, I'm going to wait for those things. I'm going to wait for those things. Okay. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. Oh, there you go. Um, I, I, I'm so, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I, was, okay. I was just going to give off some stats here. Because the yeah. winningest uh, team in Grey Cup history is what? Who? Toronto. Toronto, Ireland. Yeah, not only, yeah they, they not only have the most victories, they have the best win percentage as well. They've won 17 and only lost six. Winnipeg's been to the most Grey Cups, but they've okay. lost 14 and won 10. Not recently. Yeah, no, no, no. And the number no. two team, no. the number two team percentage-wise for wins is uh, the BC Lions, winning six out of ten. Uh, Edmonton's fourteen and nine, and the Riders are four and fifteen for nineteen appearances. Sorry, what was that stat on Winnipeg again? They ten wins, fourteen losses. So they're at so they've, uh, been the Cup, they've been to the Grey Cup twenty-four times. More than any other team. But they haven't won one in twenty-seven years. Oh my! Twenty-seven God. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, the the Ottawa Rough Riders were nine and six for six hundred. Which was equal to the BC Lions, so they that would put them in second place. If you want to count the tie cat, uh, the Red Blacks into this one because they were one and one. So, anyhow, there's your there's your useless stats for the night. Yeah, they what was it? The Winnipeg hasn't won since what eighty four? No, eighty eight. No, uh... 90. 90. 90. 90. 90 was their last time. They beat the Edmonton Eskimos in QC place. They molly them, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, 50 to 11. Yeah, that, that was abusive. Great cup. Yeah. Believe it or that, not. That was actually the highest. That was the, the highest Grey Cup victory. Uh, the last highest one. Like nobody scored fifty points since then. And I remember watching that game because I was first year I was in Calgary. I didn't know a soul, didn't have any friends. Sat in my living room and watched the game all by myself. Nothing's really changed since Winnipeg <laughs> hasn't won the Grey Cup. I still have no friends. Okay. And you still so, watch in the basement of your house. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Oh, I didn't have a house back then. I only had an I only had an apartment and a lawn chair. Okay, so. So if you're out there in Calgary, we'll watch people to come watch uh, the games in his basement. No, he doesn't. He doesn't want. No, he doesn't. They'll get. They'll get. They'll get beat up. 
They'll get go, beat up. They'll walk out of my they'll walk out of my basement with a clicker through the side of their head, okay? He goes to the Calgary Stampeders games. He has season tickets to go there, but he wishes he was the only one in the stadium. Okay. It's never going to work. <laughs> Let's talk some football. Will, tell me what's going to happen with your Calgary-Ottawa game. Got some points, Fred? Oh. Got any wisdom on this team? Is, is Are they going to be able to deal with the Ottawa Red Blacks? Well, you know what? I was listening to my favorite CFL players podcast today. You know who that is? The Waggle? No, Mr. Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, I thought he he, stopped uh, doing that. No, no, he stopped being on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So he still has his podcast. But his podcast is a lot. His podcast is a lot cleaner now. Okay. So he listened to Dave Dickinson and John Huffnagel, and uh, there you go. So and he's, he's wiser but, and he's uh, smarter and with his with his podcast. So Matt Nichols needs to take a page out of this one, does he? Um, well, I think you're blowing Matt Nichols out of proportion today. So. Oh, I don't think I so. Say? I think he's being an idiot. I do. What, you think he's an idiot, or you think I'm blowing it out of proportion? You're blowing it out of proportion. I don't think he intentionally said anything. I don't think he intentionally said anything. If a a reporter sticks a microphone in his mouth and says, what did you think of your O-line tonight, okay? You talk about your O-line. You don't talk about how poor the other team's defense was. You talk about how wonderful these guys are. You take them out for stakes. And, and you, you, you praise how awesome your O-line is. You don't turn around and well, say was, how poor the defense was. But, no, no, he was praising his O-line. He said he didn't get hit. Yeah, I.e., yeah, yeah, if you know football, if you know football, that means your O-line was superb. Uh, yeah, but that's not what it's – that's not how it goes across to the opposition. <laughs> If he was smart, he would say, my, my O-line was superb. They protected me wonderful. I love them to bits. I'm going to take them out for dinner. That's the answer to the media about your O-line. You don't say, you know what? They were so good, the other team didn't touch me. They didn't get the opportunity to come near me. Well, don't you think that's a little bit of motivation to the defense to say, we're going to take liberties with this guy, and I don't care if it costs me 15 yards. I'm going to pound this well, son yeah, of a bitch into the ground. But, but so at, why would he at, take at, a target at, on his back when he just came off the sixth game? It makes no sense. He's an idiot. Well, nobody ever said football players were smart, number one. And True. number two, and number two, this is this is the same as Marquay McDaniel at the end of the Grey Cup last year. They stuck a microphone in his face, and well, he, he said was honest. Okay, right. And like I said, you should never stick a microphone in a guy's face after something. You should give him some time. Okay, I'm, I'm I mean, not arguing. I'm not arguing with you. You're. 100% I mean, my correct. my rule of thumb, my rule, everybody's rule of thumb around my office is count to ten. Will's rule of thumb is count to 10,000, okay? Yeah, yeah. Same thing, okay? And then you don't get into trouble. So, 
But, hey, you know what? Right at this point in time, sorry, but BC needs whatever they can get to motivate themselves, okay? Oh, I'm not because... arguing with that. Not at all. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, sure that they, they, I'm sure the Lions have this up on the dressing room wall, okay? I, without a doubt they do. But then why, do you, why does everybody turn around when Wally said, you know, Matt Nichols should be careful what he says to the media. Everybody says Wally's grasping his straws. No, he's being honest. Matt Nichols needs to Wally's, watch what he Wally's says to the, using, the media. Wally's, Wally's not using Wally this to motivate his team. A, no, he's not. Wally is using every every tool in his toolbox, okay? And this just happened to come along. So what the hell? Let's use it. Wally does not need this one. The players <sighs> already have it. Okay? Wally didn't but it just bring add the something player. extra. He had it. It just adds Wally something was... extra. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't. Hmm. But no, I, I, just, I, I, we. This just pissed off a bunch of bomber we, fans like Mark and Todd. We need to go backwards because we were talking about the Calgary Ottawa game. Okay. The, how does this affect the Calgary Ottawa game? I know I Christopher know. wants to talk football. about this. He's wanted to talk right. about this all day. Okay. All day. So all day. we could do this. And him and Mark talked about this. Too, too long, long, and, and entertaining, as a matter of fact. I mean, you've got to understand, I'm at, I'm at home looking after my wife, and I'm bored out of my skull. So that was and, nice and stuff Mark, to watch today. Mark conveniently can't come on the show to defend his comments. <laughs> right, because he had to go to Betty Buy or something. I don't know. Yeah, what a wimp. Or maybe, there, or maybe there's some 50s band playing in Winnipeg. As some Typical bar bomber fan can't back up their shit worth anything. Charles, what I happened to you? So. Are you okay? Charles's mic just went off. Did, Charles. You, did you mute it here, Charles, or did I do? How are you? Oh, there you we there? go. Yeah, he's here. No, he's not. Yeah, he's supposed to be on yes, hold. He, is. he did that. And oh, then I put him back oh, on the okay. thing, and he's talking. He's on the phone. Okay. Oh, so he's okay. Anyway, he's on the phone call. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Bo Calgary, Levi Ottawa. Can we talk about Let's that? Talk about Bo Levi for a minute. I Bo Levi we talking... on his podcast. Okay, that's we where are. this was we going. Are. Okay. Yes, I was going to talk about Bo Levi. Right, right, right. Today right. on his podcast. Who today on his podcast? That he doesn't care about anything except for wins. Period. He said everybody can have a higher quarterback percentage than him. Everybody can do everything better than him as long as he has the wins. He does not care. So well, that's a will attitude, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. With a statement like that, I'm thinking. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders have had a week off to chillax and kick back and watch people beat themselves to death. So this week's game is not even going to be close. I'm, I, you can tell I was really bored today because I actually wrote down my scores at 9.30 this morning, okay? Oh, did you? Good so, for you. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. As I was making notes for work, I decided to put that in my workbook as well. So, hang on Calgary a second. Hang on a second. At 
Mark, Mark sent me his scores. I'm going to tell you what his are first, okay? Yeah, I saw those two, Cal- I think. Calgary 27-17. What did he pick? He picked Calgary. Calgary. 26-17. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, William has picked the Calgary Stampeders over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yep. And it is going to be, what did he say? What was his score? 26-17, nine-point spread. Oh, amazing. Because Will picked Calgary 48, Ottawa 17. 48-17. Well, you, you guys agree on the 17 for Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So I can't argue with that, you know. There you okay, go. Char- Charles is on hold. On hold, he's on a on another call right now, so we he's to be right back. Okay, well he's not back yet. So um, you, you you're actually picking them forty eight points. I mean, Calgary hasn't scored forty eight points this year. Calgary hasn't scored no, forty eight points in a long time. Yeah, I I understand that. But so like why why would you, you think? Why would you think they could do this okay, now? Okay, two reasons. Two reasons. And I've told you this already twice on the podcast every time I hear you. See you, talk to you. Calgary will be 18-0 this year. And uh, they will also, uh, they are also the best Stampeders team I've seen in 10 years. Wow. That's what I'm going the best, the best Stampeders team in 10 years? That is correct. That means they don't need a very good quarterback. Good thing they got Bo Levi Mitchell. Well, you know, and, and, and hopefully that some year you'll have the same feeling because Jonathan Jennings isn't a very good quarterback either. So. Yeah, but he doesn't have a team. <laughs> well, they got all Jonathan that offensive Jennings, line talent. I, I'll bet you, you, know, I'll bet that you was could a, put Jonathan that was Jennings another... on Calgary and you'd have just as many wins. That was another interesting stat I heard today. Um, 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 BC's, offensive, BC's offensive line has also let in the most sacks this year, which I'm shocked by because they hired some talent in the offseason. I know. And uh, I wonder what's going on there. Um, stats. Is it time? Is it time for Dan Durazio to go away? Uh, maybe, maybe. Sacks allowed. Actually, the most sacks allowed is Montreal with fourteen. Okay, I don't. I don't really BC. include Montreal in any stat. So, BC is. I just think bottom. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Hello. You're there, Will. Hello. Am I? Am I'm I not? here? I, I can now you are. I can. I can hear okay. both of you. You just blanked. You just blanked out for a minute. Did I? I don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just going on team leaders here, so uh, I'm looking at sack times. Uh, defense, though. I mean, how's the defense looking here on sacks? Oh, Winnipeg's got the most with ten. BC's got six, but you know what? They've only played three games. Most other teams have played four. Except Calgary. Calgary didn't play. They got nine. They're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Will's score. He's picking uh, – Mark picked them 26-17 for Calgary. 
and Will picked it 48-17 for Calgary. Charles, what do you figure? All right, so here's the thing. Traditionally, over the last few years, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I said the same thing about BC Winnipeg last week, but over the last few years, Ottawa and Calgary have played some very close games, including the Grey Cup they played in uh, two years ago. So these two teams normally play each other very well. Now, this game is where? This game is in Ottawa? Yes. That okay, is correct. so... so Ottawa is normally a better team. Than well? What was... Yeah, I was going to... Sorry, no, I was filling my wife's water glass up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, I, just, I thought you were peeing. No. Either that or pouring a beer. I don't know what that was. Um, no. So... No. This is a um, interesting matchup, to say the least. Now, Calgary has looked very good this year so far. No, they haven't. Uh, well, they've looked pretty good. They've no, they haven't. They haven't won a convincing done. game yet. They've, well, they're winning. They, they've won. They're winning. They're winning. Uh, I think that Ottawa's looked pretty good this year. You know what? I think it's time for the Stampeders to have a bit of a reality check. I yes. really do, and I think this is a bit of a trap game for the Stampeders. Uh, uh, the Stampeders, they, like you said, they've been winning. They've won all their games. Hasn't really been convincingly, and they haven't really played a top-notch team. Their, their wins have been they've been against okay teams, Toronto and so on. I think Ottawa's looked pretty good this year, and I honestly think that Ottawa is going to pull out an upset. If, if you want to call it an upset, you can. I'm going to pick... Ottawa on the upset this this year. I think they're a better team at home. They're typically a better team at home. And I've seen in the past, too, Calgary has had issues with earlier starts, the earlier 4.30 or 7.30 Eastern start. Um, I think it's certainly going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or another. I can't... I, well, I know Will picked 48 for Calgary, but... Yeah, but that's silly. Whatever. That's Will. Um... But you know what? I think it's going to be. I think for some reason I get this gut feeling that Ottawa is going to win this one. I call it what it is, and Will will probably be laughing at me on Sunday. But I am picking Ottawa in a close game. I'm going to go 28-25 Ottawa. 28-25. Call me crazy, but I don't know. I just get a feeling about this game. Well, it's uh, it's actually kind of funny because. We don't have Chris's scores because he didn't send them in to us, and we haven't heard from him at all. So hopefully he can get them to me before tomorrow night. Um, I, I wrote down a score here, Charles, of what mm-hmm. I was thinking that it was going to be. And I, yeah. you got 28-25 for Ottawa, yeah. right? And right. I wrote down I wrote, wrote down 27-24 for Ottawa. Oh, wow. Very close. Okay. <laughs> well, one point off each, right? So I'm going to leave yep. my score the way where it is, just because that, I, I picked it before you had said anything. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I pick an Ottawa. I'm, just no way. I, Calgary is not going 18 to 0 this year. They have to lose, and I think they're going to lose to Ottawa. I I, I just have to dispute a few things that Charles said. That, that sure, why not? Calgary's played nobody this. That Calgary's played nobody this year. That Calgary's played the top three teams in the East. But it's the, the East. It's the East. So what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold so on, hold on. There's only one team. There's only one team in the West with a better record than those three teams. 
Yeah, but you're going at a very small sample size. That's three or four well, games. but that's what you said. You said you said they haven't played anybody this year. Well, they have. All right. So, well, they come played on. Who did they play? They played Hamilton. Hamilton, okay. Toronto, and um, Montreal. Ottawa. Ottawa. Hamilton, they played Toronto, Ottawa and yet. Ottawa. Yeah, they, they beat yes, Ottawa. They, have. they played them last Sorry, week. They, they beat yes, them. they did. Sorry, what am I saying? They played last week. That's right. No, they played a week ago. Or not two weeks ago, or whatever. Yes, they had to buy this week. Okay. Okay, so so we got we got our scores down. We're Charles and I are both taking Ottawa. Will and Mark are taking. I want to throw I want to throw something in here for a minute. How does slimy? How how does how does the fifth week? Fifth week of the CFL season. How come only six teams are playing this weekend? Same with week yeah. nine and week fourteen. I don't like it. How does that? How does that work? Well, this is part of this new three buys in a, in a season. So this week, three teams have a buy. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what happens. I also noticed that there is not one week this week this year that has five games in it because usually there's one week that has five games. No week that with five this year. So, anyhow, so that's it. Ottawa's going to defeat Calgary, according to Charles's. And uh, Mark and Will are sticking with the Calgary. That's a safe bet. But you know what the hell? Not willing to put anything out there. Don't put it out there. And we don't Game know what number. Chris is picking, but I'm going to guess that he would pick Calgary. But, but yeah, he, he played for Calgary. He's not going to pick against them. Of course. Mm-hmm. He's a Calgary fan. He played for the team. Anyhow, yeah, he's, he's going to pick them for sure. So it's just you and I. We're on this one. I'll bet you we're, we're solo on the BC Lions game too, Charles, unless you're you going to so? pick Winnipeg. <laughs> I thought about it. There's no way. Okay. Toronto Argonauts, who uh, actually last week, they defeated. They defeated. Who did they defeat? Edmonton, wasn't it? No, that's, yeah, where are we? Yep. Yep. Yes, they defeated yep. Edmonton they defeated in Edmonton. Toronto. 20 to nope. 17. And this is the rematch. They were in Toronto. And this is the rematch in Edmonton this, this week. Wow. Don't you, have that, that. don't you have that backwards? Don't you have that backwards? Toronto beat Edmonton. No, no. No, no. They, Toronto where beat Edmonton in week. Toronto. Where they're, where they're playing this week. They're and playing this week in they're in Edmonton. got it wrong. They're in Edmonton. Uh, they're in Edmonton. Are they? They played in Toronto yeah, last week. Okay. Yep. I believe you. No, he's are right. you apologize? Oh, yeah. That's no, right. That's right. I apologize. Okay. Big fella. Just checking. I, I didn't get oh, it. Oh yeah. I'm not reading my piece of I'm not reading my piece of paper right, okay? Sorry to hear that. Sorry. It's okay. Need my glasses. I've had a stressful I've had a stressful week, okay? Leave me alone. I, I'm not I, used to I this know. domestic I'm not used to this domestic shit, okay? I know, I know. I, I go know. to work I go to work every day. I go to work every day and I get spoiled when I come home. It hasn't happened since last Friday, okay? Give me a break. Yeah. Anyway. 
Continuing on. <laughs> I'm a little nutty tonight, sorry. Okay. Um, where are we? Second Hi. game, Toronto-Edmonton. I'm bringing this up. Okay, Mark picked the Edmonton Eskimos 32-20. So this is the re- this is this game two, right? Say, that is correct. Game two teams playing yes. in the it's a home and home type of series, and they're now in Edmonton. So uh, Mark has taken Edmonton on the rebound, 32 to 20. Will, this is going to be a tough one for you. Last week you picked Edmonton against all better judgment, and you were wrong. Yes, I was. What are you? Yes, so I, was. I guess you you kind of won, didn't you? Well, technically, yes, because I hate Edmonton. You hate Edmonton, but so you, you're year, happy Toronto won. And if Edmonton had won, you would have been happy because you chose correctly. That is correct. So you can't lose either way. It's a win-win for you. And okay. I'm sure, I'm sure my friend who's gotten tired of hearing me talk, I'm sure. They're picking Edmonton this week, too. So I want to be just like that person when I grow up. So, no, you don't. Yes, I do. So Will McDonald does not think Mike Riley will lose two games in a row to his former backup quarterback in Edmonton. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. James okay, so Franklin, you're taking Edmonton. Who was, not that, who was not that impressive, but he did enough. Okay, and James Wilder Jr. actually had a decent game for once this year. Yeah. So, I think they have a point to prove, so I am going to pick the Edmonton Eskimos 35, the Toronto Argonauts 27. 25-27 for Edmonton. Wow. So you're actually going for the win here, okay? You you really think that this is going to work? You just there's not no free spirit well, here. Well, you know what? I, I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. If Edmonton loses this week, they're they're not going anywhere this year. Just my well, I did. I did pick them to miss the playoffs. You did pick them as the shit as shitty this year. So. Yeah, I did. So let's see what happens with Toronto. And uh, I don't know. I think that Toronto might just spank him again. I think it would be kind of funny. Uh, Charles, what do you think? Well, one thing I think is I don't think this is, they're going to lose twice in a row. Um, I honestly thought for the most part last week that Edmonton was the better team in that uh, game against Toronto. I just didn't think they had the finish <laughs> they needed to have. Um, I cannot see Mike Riley allowing that team to lose two in a row, uh, like Will said, to his former backup. I just really think that uh, this is a game that um, I think they're going to answer back with authority, I'm guessing. Uh, I believe that uh, this is going to be one of those games that, uh, well, the first thing is it's a home and home. It's very difficult in any sport. Uh, to um, sweep a home and home, it, I would say it happens not, um, less than it, uh, the they split more times than one team sweeps. I'm not saying it doesn't happen and it can't happen. I'm just saying it's more likely that there's a split. 
And uh, I think this is one where the home-and-home home could be uh, – because last week was a close game. I'm starting to think that this week's game will not be such a close game. I think this is kind of a, a pissed-off Edmonton team on home field against um, Toronto. And don't forget, the last time the Argos uh, – or excuse me, the Eskimos were on their home field, they got spanked by Hamilton. And I think that's also working against Toronto because traditionally the Eskimos don't lose two in a row at home. Uh, this is going to be an Edmonton win, and I think it's going to be an Edmonton win going away. I'm going to say Edmonton 40 and uh, Toronto 21. 40 to 21 for Edmonton. Wow. This one's really hard for me to pick. I, I really think Toronto's going to do it. But uh, all you guys both make really valid points in saying that Mike Riley's not going to lose two in a row. They're not going to lose two in a row at home. They're not going to re- lose two in a row, period. Jeez, it's a tough one, eh? But Edmonton's shit. They're really playing like garbage. I'm going to pick Toronto. I am going to pick Toronto. I'm going to pick Toronto 28-24. I'm pretty sure Chris is going to take Edmonton because Edmonton's his number two team. So I'm going to be the solo guy out there picking Toronto. I I should have done that last. Chris picked Toronto last week, didn't he? Looked like a bloody, looked like a freaking genius today. Okay. I like Mike Riley, and I think you're right. I think that there's no way he's going to let two, it, the teams run two games in a row like this, but. You know what? Toronto's a lot better than anybody thinks they are. It looked like shit early on. And Okay. The big game of the week for this group. Maybe not the CFL, but definitely this group. We have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming to BC Place to play the Lions after they absolutely mollywhopped them in Winnipeg. And there's no doubt that it was a pounding. BC got shit kicked. 41-19. And that 19 was generous. So, that being said, you think Winnipeg has the ability to do that two weeks in a row? I don't. I didn't think they could do it last week, but then what the hell? What do I know? I know Dick squat about football. At least that's what I was told in the letter anyhow. <sighs> Mark thinks the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to win. Come on, a letter from who? Oh, I didn't get a letter. Mark did. Oh, okay. Oh, Mark did. Oh, yes, that letter. Yes, yeah, that letter. So, Mark okay. actually is picking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 30-20. to 20. Not going to be a blowout, according to Mark, bomber fan. William, on the fence, bomber fan. Well, who are you going to pick? I'll never be a true bomber fan until they win the Grey Cups again some year, and it ain't going to be this year. Um, are they going to? You know, you know, I don't think BC is that bad. Yes, I said that, believe it or not. And I don't think the Bombers are that good. Yes, I also said that. 
Okay, I still think the Bombers have big problems on their defense, regardless if they have Biggie. Okay, I still think it comes back to their defensive coach, and his system sucks. Um, and, well, I don't think their offense is that great. They have some weapons, but I still, I'm still not crazy about their offense. So, NBC, like I said, Jonathan Jennings, I'm going to give Jonathan Jennings the benefit of the doubt and say he's not getting total support from everybody on his team. And my question is, will they play Travis Lule this week? What do you guys think? Uh, do you want my answer? Yeah. Travis Lule will be starting this game. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I seriously believe it. And I believe this team is going to rally around him and come out and play like their life is dependent on it. Once again, I'm of the same opinion as I was last week. I do not think they should play Travis Lule right now because their season is not over yet. And I think you should give them another game. But who am I to say anything about football? I don't know anything either. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. You But I think they're going to play Travis. And and Winnipeg's going to play uh, Matt Nichols. And he has a target on him that he put there himself. And I asked the question, which quarterback's going to get removed from the game first? (sighs) And that was quite a funny comment about from Mm -hmm. Todd Mogi saying (laughs) Travis Lule is going to get injured putting his uniform on. I'm sorry, that was funny. Okay. Yeah, well, um, Todd, Todd can talk bullshit all the time. It was funny. Admit it. Admit it. It was funny. Okay? Actually, I didn't even see that comment. Oh, it was funny. Anyways, let me go on with my with my pick. I am going to go. Are you ready? Are you, you ready? Are you picking? Are you ready to pick? Yes. I'm ready to pick. 34 to 18 for the BC Lions. Wow. I was not expecting that. Yay, Will. Way, yay, Welcome, Will. Welcome, friend. <laughs> okay. And that was without knowing Travis Lule is going to be the starter. Yeah. So. Okay. There you go. Carl. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's a good score. I Wow, 34-18. Who's whispering? Charles. Yes. Okay, so. You're going to the game. You're going to witness this. I am. Yes. Oh, God have mercy. Um, okay, I'm going to basically use the same type of logic that I use for the Edmonton-Toronto game, where it is very difficult for a team to win both sides of a home-and-home. Uh, I just think there's that psychological thing and and so on there. And also, Winnipeg traditionally does not play very well in Vancouver. Even in years where they're playing well and the Lions are not playing so well, they always struggle here. I don't know what it is. If you go even all the way back to the 80s, and um, going back to the uh, 80s, the Lions played uh, the Bombers five years in a row in the playoffs at BC Place and won four of them. So, I don't know what it is. The Bombers don't seem to do well here. Um, 
can, that's not saying the Bombers can't or won't win, but even last year when the Lions were having their struggles, the Bombers didn't win here. Uh, and they were struggling quite a bit last year. Um, they were terrible. They were. And uh, they, the, the Bombers still couldn't win in B.C. So I'm going to go uh, out, and I am picking the Lions. I'm sure everyone's shocked at that. Not. Um, oh, my God. Um, I think it is going to be a close game. Um, I, I really still nervous about Travis Lule playing. I don't think he should. I think it, it, it smacks of desperation, but I think that's what they're going to do. And maybe that energizes the offense and maybe that puts the offensive line, which has not had a great start this year and they're not playing up to the potential they, they should be. Maybe that gives them the extra push to protect, to keep the quarterback protected because they're going to be afraid of uh, letting him get hit. So I'm going to go out, and I'm going to say BC will win this one in a close one, and I think it's going to be somewhat low scoring. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game all that much. Uh, I'm going to go BC 24 and Winnipeg 17. (laughs) Wow. This is funny because, like, we're really picking really close scores here, except for this Edmonton really? game. Well, because I went, I picked BC twenty-one uh, eighteen. Okay, nice twenty-four seventeen. That is close. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to stick with my score twenty-one eighteen BC, and uh, go with that. So that's a wrap on these games. Is this kind of exciting? Only three games. I'm disappointed at that, but. These are going to be good games. I mean, Ottawa-Calgary, that's wow. Toronto and Edmonton, they Edmonton just got spanked. And uh, Winnipeg-BC, rematch. Wow. It's going to be a great weekend for football. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Why isn't there two games on Friday? Why do we have to have a Thursday night game? Thursday night games are stupid. Not as dumb as Tuesday or Wednesday, but... No. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, move on to what we got. Segment number one. Let's push some buttons because I can push some buttons here. What are we going to do this? Let's do this. Call 516-418-5408 to speak with the host. Or hit up on social media through the Facebook group or on Twitter at Let's Talk CFL. Segment number four, because we only had three games. The BC Lions have yet to announce a starter for this week's rematch with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Do we believe that Travis Lule may actually start, and is that a good idea? Well, I think I said my piece on this one. I think Travis Lule is going to start. I don't think he should. Um, but you know what? It's just one of those things. Travis is, is, is all about football and he would play on crutches if he could get away with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he wants to play. And, uh, Wally, I think is just Jonathan Jennings needs something and I'm not sure what it is. And it may need to be just on the sidelines and watch a couple of games and see what happens. I, he's the future of the BC Lions at this point in time. So you can't bench him for the season, 
And I don't think he's being benched. I think he's just needs to take it from a different perspective. And uh, so Travis is going to start this game. Eh, I don't know. Who knows? Wally hasn't decided yet. Wally hasn't told us yet. But uh, Travis has taken a lot of first-team reps at practice, so that has to say something. And tra- <laughs> the one thing that I don't like is Travis did say on the, the media today that his knee was about 90%. I don't like it when players say that they're about 90%. I like when players say that they're 110% lying because they're only 90%. But when somebody is saying they're 90%, are they lying and saying that really they're like only 62%? This this bothers me a little bit. And I know Will and Charles, you both said that he shouldn't be playing, but uh, what are your thoughts? Charles, do you think he will? Yes, I do think he's going to, and certainly all indications are right now that he will uh, start this week. Uh, Should he? I really, really have my doubts. Uh, When you're dealing, he had a torn ACL, that's not something you screw around with. Uh, I don't know if this is some sort of a knee-jerk reaction, because I'm guessing had uh, Jonathan Jennings come out uh, and played a great game last week and won the game last week, we would not be talking about this no. um, at all. This wouldn't even be up for discussion, but because they had the game that they did last year, week, uh, all of a sudden it's who's going to start, who's going to start. Uh, it, I'm going to say this. Uh, I do think Travis is going to start. It makes me nervous. I'm literally going to be holding my breath every play. Now, yes, we were saying the exact same thing last week about Matt Nichols, and he made it through. The bombers like an all-star. Line, yeah. The Bombers' offensive line is playing lights out right now. So, in the Lions' offensive line, they're it's just not. not. So, there's a big difference there. Um, uh, you know, there was the comments, of course, uh, that Matt Nichols made and that Wally Buono kind of responded to today, kind of a little bit of a war of words there. And, uh not just up between them, but on our chat today. Um, but let's face it, the Lions' offensive line just hasn't played very well. They've given up, I believe, the second most sacks in the league. Only Montreal's given up more. Um, and they're crap, Montreal. So um, so I'll tell you, uh, I think he's going to play. I hope he's. Uh, they know what they're doing, but uh, it makes me super nervous. This has potential to end a career. Yes, it does. Or not. Or not. Maybe not. Maybe not. So my question for you guys is this. If Travis Lule hadn't have gotten hurt last year when he did, would he have been the starter for the BC Lions for the rest of the year? No. You don't think so? I'm not no. sure about that. He was playing extremely well when he got injured. So, um, no. it's possible. I'm not going to – I wouldn't rule it out myself. I I, I say no. Wally, Wally had made a commitment to going with the future, going with Jonathan Jennings in the future, and Travis would have kept going at, until he lost a game. And then well, that, they would have yeah, they, they, they right. tried. They would have tried Jonathan again, 
and if he won a game and then they would have kept going with Jonathan and, and maybe gone back and forth and played that Chris mm-hmm. Jones quarterback seesaw thing. But I think Wally's pretty much committed to having Jonathan Jennings as the starting quarterback. And that's no different this year. I don't think Travis is coming in to be the starter for the rest of the season. Even if he's victorious, I, I think this is a timeout for lack of a better term for Jonathan Jennings. I don't think this is you know a, a quarterback controversy. It's not a quarterback switch. It's it's nothing like that. Is a it, it it's a timeout. And here's my thoughts on that. I I would have agreed with you last year on this, but you know what? If Travis Lule plays tomorrow or whatever they're playing, if he plays and he wins, he's the starter for the game after that. If he plays and he wins, he's the starter for the game after that. I. Uh, if Travis Lule wins, they're not going to let Jonathan Jennings back on the field because there's something, there's something that's not right about Jonathan Jennings, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if he lost his confidence or, or what. I, I mean, you guys can't even tell me what's wrong with him because, all of a sudden, he just he's shit. I'm sorry, he's not very good. He's not very confident. And I don't oh, get it where he lost. It's between his the ears. It's between the ears. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He hasn't changed as far as his abilities go. Absolutely no. not. But where did it go sideways? I'd love to know that. Uh, his I'd shoulder love injury. To know that. When he well, got, sure, he got, I understand that. When he got injured, but, okay, and then he 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 got hurt, and 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 <coughs> is he gun shy? Is he the Zach Caleros gun shy type of thing. I mean, suck it up, man it up. You're only 23, 24 years old. Five. Five. 20, he's only yeah, 25. I don't, think he's 20, I don't think he's 25 yet. Whatever it is, but he's only 25. And I don't, I think if he doesn't have a good season for the rest of the year, I don't think, I don't think he's in BC next year. No. Because they're I don't. not going to keep, they're not going to keep a losing quarterback. So, I just I don't I, get it. I don't disagree with you, but they're not going to get rid of Jonathan Jennings until they have somebody to replace him. And at this point in time, we do not. And no, and and, and, and you very... really need you don't just go find a quarter starting quarterback. You have to create a starting quarterback, unless you can go steal one from somebody else, like Hamilton does, and. and you know, Toronto just did, which they don't normally do. They usually find their own quarterbacks and other people. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Okay. And this is what I'm torn about next year. For example, this upcoming off season, Bo Levi Mitchell is a, (laughs) a free agent. agent. (laughs) If he signed with BC, Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I would cry, okay? I would be sad and I would be happy at the same time, okay? <laughs> it would be would funny. Miss the playoffs. I'm sorry. And then Christopher Jones would cancel the podcast for life. So. Oh, I wouldn't show up. You guys can have the I know. podcast. You just pay the $55 a month and you can have it. Okay. <laughs> it would be funny. Anyways, what would you do? I I would be I would uh, I would worship their next starting quarterback, whoever he is, because Calgary seems to always find quarterbacks. 
not this year. If Bo Levi Mitchell were to be hurt, heaven it's forbid, rude. tomorrow, he uh, the Stampeders won't make the playoffs. <laughs> well, there's a possibility in that. Unless they sign Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Hamilton's not going to give him up. No, I he's know not. That. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of people trying to convince us that Johnny Manziel should come to BC or Johnny Manziel should go to Toronto or or Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan needs we're, more. We're going to get to that. We're going to get that segment. We're going to get to that segment. Okay. Yeah. Johnny Manziel's yeah, become become um, James Franklin. I, annoying. Because remember, before this year, every time someone had an injury, oh, trade for James Franklin. Now that Franklin's Toronto, oh, change for Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I'm I'm not there. But the difference, there. the difference is Franklin's been in the CFL for five years. Yes, yes, that is the difference. Uh, up till what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, Johnny Manziel's never seen a CFL game before. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, um, okay. So, what do, you, what do you think there? Do you think Travis Lule is going to be, be playing this week, Will? Yes. Okay. And you don't think it's a good idea? No, I don't. I think they're. I think they're rushing it. I think you should uh, give uh, Jonathan Jennings another chance to work it out. And if it doesn't work, that's another week where 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 Travis Lule has had time to recoup and, and do all that kind of stuff and then you play in the next game because the season is oh, the way you, the you West is going Jonathan the way Jennings the West is going right now. Yeah. The way yeah. the West is going right now. They're not out of it. Not even close oh, to out of it. God no, they're almost at the top. And they're in the bottom. Yeah. One or two wins can change uh things in a real hurry in this year. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good I mean, there's everybody, and then there, there's everybody, and then there's the 18 and 0 Calgary Stampeders. So, but other than that, yeah, anybody can win it. Yeah, Calgary drops the next two games. They're 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 beyond ordinary. <laughs> okay, that's okay. They are. I would agree with you, but it's just not going to happen because <laughs> they play Ottawa, <laughs> and then they play Montreal. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm kind of laughing now. Okay, so that's the end of that. We all think Travis Lule is going to start this week against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because, hey, it's kind of an important game for BC. And uh, we all think that he shouldn't. Although, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, Travis Lule's got to get back in the saddle. Whether he gets back in the saddle this week, next week, or a month from now, do you think it really makes that much difference? I mean, we didn't think tra- uh, Matt Nichols should play. I mean, he's got to have off-season surgery, so there's no way his knee's 100%. He has to wear a knee brace. There's no way that that's wonderful. He's got no mobility. He's got an old line that stopped the fucking truck. But, um, okay. Let's, uh, let's stick with quarterbacks here. And uh, <laughs> who's Saskatchewan's quarterback going to be? Seriously, like. I, I, I don't know who's going to be. 
No one knows what's in plan for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and their quarterback position. If you were a betting man, which I'm not, who do you think will be their starter in the next week? Brandon Bridge? Or what other who who else was it? There's somebody else there. What's his name? We, we don't know. That's the scariest thing. What's his name? What's his name? We 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 watched him Woodward, play last week. Woodrow no uh, crap. Um, oh, the guy. Um, what's his name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. I will tell you really quickly. David Wat Watford. Watford. David, David Watford. Watford. There you go. Okay, David Watford so, was three for six at fifty percent. Brandon Bridge was eleven for thirteen. Eleven of thirteen, eighty-four percent completion ratio. Hundred one yards. Twenty-nine yards was his longest. That's not bad. Why is everybody shitting on Brandon Bridge? It's not what? It's not bad. How many points did they score? The only, the only reason, well, the only, the only reason, the only reason to the only reason they won was because Chris Jones was doing funky ass stuff with the defense. One play he'd have, uh, he'd have uh, Deron Carter playing safety and somebody else playing this and somebody else playing that. He really messed them up big time in the middle of the game. That's why they won. Um, you know what? If. Uh, if Saskatchewan has 100 plays in their next game, Watford will play 50, and and uh, Brendan Bridge will play 50 unless somebody gets hurt. Okay? He's he's going to use that rotating quarterback thing more than he's ever used it in his life. So, there you go. I, I He's going to play these games for the rest of the year because he doesn't have a starting quarterback, let's face it. So they're, they're what on is the bye. The, what is, they're on a bye week. Yeah. They're on a bye week. So they're not playing this week. Do you know what it is? Do you know when Zach Claris is supposed to be back? Is he? I heard three weeks or something like that. Well, he's on the sixth game, and that was from week one. Yeah. So that would no, mean week seven he could play. Yeah. Week one. He was out week one, wasn't it? The first play or second play or something of the season? No, I think second game. I don't no, because they so. won their first game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't get hurt till the third game. No. Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't. I kid you not, man. I, I'm, I'm positive. Okay, uh, Zach Caleros. Zach Caleros was in the in the week two game where they lost forty to seventeen there to Ottawa. Go. Right. He only right. He only made twenty two or twenty or he made ten pass attempts where Brandon Bridge made twenty two. So I'd have to believe that that was uh, okay. Zach Caleros was taken out. That would have been week two Second on the game. sixth game. Yeah. That means he comes back in week eight. This is week five. So yeah, three three weeks he's back. But can't they? They can take you off a week early or something like that, can't they? I'm well, Matt sure Nichols just did. That's right. So yeah, there you go. I've heard three weeks. So well, three weeks would be the end of the sixth game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't do any worse. 
But then the question is, is Zach Caleros going to be the quarterback in, in Saskatchewan? Do we think that he is capable of coming back and doing it? From what we've seen with Brandon Bridge and the other guy, he's the best thing they've got. And that's not yeah. saying much. No, that's like saying Drew Willie's the best in Montreal. Yeah. Right. Actually, you can make parallels between uh, Zach Caleros and Jonathan Jennings right now about whether they yeah. have the confidence or whether their confidence is shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%, Charles. 100%. I already thought of that today, and it went, no, well, fleeting thing. It, it just, I had a senior moment, and it went away. The big difference with uh, Caleros is he can't stay healthy. He'll go out, he'll play three or four games, and then he's back on the injured list. Oh, so we're saying that Zach Caleros is a cross between Jonathan Jennings and Travis Lule? Almost, yeah. (laughs) You you put BC quarterbacks against Saskatchewan quarterbacks right now, and it's the same thing? (laughs) Almost sounds similar. Okay, Todd's just piped up. Do you paying attention? He's he's listening to the podcast. I don't know why he doesn't come on the podcast. Why did after he four call games up to come play- on? After four games, a player can be taken off. As of last week, though, Caleros was still having bad days. It's a concussion that he's having, right? Todd Mogi, don't be yeah. such a chicken shit. Come on the podcast. Put up your number, Todd. I'll phone you. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. What's this going on here with this comment here? Oh, no, that's the problem. Did you, did it, Todd put up this post. It's, it's the Troy Westwood Memorial Kicker Rankings, week four. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, is that a stupid name for this thing or what? Because to my knowledge, Troy Westwood is not dead. No, I think it's kind of a joke thing uh, that they did a few years ago. Somebody did that, but I can't remember who. And I don't understand what it's supposed to be. Points above expected. So you expect the team to do like shit, and they get to be number one just because they did better than that? I I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I uh, no. <sighs> I don't know how under this uh, thing that that um, that Ty Long is eighth. He's six for eight, and I don't know. Uh, well, I don't. I don't get it. I don't either. And five for five on converts. He's perfect in converts and has missed two field goals this year. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Saskatchewan, do we know? So, Will, you're saying you don't know who their starting quarterback's going to be, or do you think it's Brandon Bridge? Well, it'll be Brandon Bridge for the first ten minutes, I'm sure, and then. Christopher Jones will pull his or Chris Jones will Chris pull Jones. his thing. He'll Don't pull get his tricks and put in Watford or Woodford or 
whatever the guy's name is. Watford. Okay. Mm-hmm. Watford. Because he hasn't looked that bad either. Or, or he hasn't looked that good either, but nobody's looked that good. No. No. Nobody's looked that good. You know what I mean? I do. Kind of like Montreal. So. Okay, Charles. You got you to gotta guess on this one. Who's going to be Calgary's start? It doesn't matter. Calgary's on the bye. So I don't know why we're talking about it. But you know what? What the hell? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. What did I say? Calgary. Ottawa. So who gets a bye this week? Montreal. Montreal. Um, Saskatchewan is, and Hamilton, and Hamilton. I believe. Yeah. They're on the bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brandon Bridge is going to start, and then Watford will play series number two, and then Brandon Bridge will be – it's going to be musical quarterbacks, I think, because that's kind of – if you think back to last year, that's kind of what they did with Kevin Glenn and Brandon Bridge last year. And when they brought in Calero, thought he was going to be the starter. He's knocked out. So they're basically back to uh, musical quarterbacks. So – I think Brando Bridge will start, but I don't really think it matters who the starter is because Chris Jones is just going to keep flip-flopping back and forth. This is what he's done for two years now. So do you think that this is a smart move on his part? Is he like being a brilliant genius, or is this just really stupid? Um, to be honest, um. Uh, I I don't think it's a dumb move because I don't think either of the two quarterbacks that they have are really the guys you go with the entire game. They're hot and cold, not just from game to game, almost series to series. So with what he's got right now, I don't think it's a terrible move because I think it's getting the most out of the guys. I mean, it got them a win last – okay, let's face it. Their defense got them a win last week. But – Right now with what they got, I don't know if you can rely on either one of those guys to put together a full game. So play a guy for some series until he cools off and then put the new guy in. Uh, To me, I think for what they have right now, I think it's a best-case scenario. Now, is it the best-case scenario, period? No. Uh, You want to have that one guy that's going to be your starter. But they don't have that guy there right now, so they got to do what they got to do with what they have. That's pretty much it I gotta say. Okay. So move on, on then. I don't know. I think Brandon Bridge is gonna be the starting quarterback and that's just the way that it's gonna be. And uh Chris Jones is an idiot and he's just gonna continue doing what he's doing with flipping and flopping quarterbacks. You're right, Probably. Charles. Hmm. After last week's loss in Toronto the decision-making of head coach Jason Moss has come under fire from critics in the, the criticism of his calling of the game warranted. Jason Moss has been criticized since he took over as the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. He does some extremely stupid things. And sometimes he does some really brilliant things although the stupid things seem to be outweighing the brilliant things lately. I mean, this whole thing last year with the mic was 
just a complete distraction from the team for no reason other than his ego. Uh, now, he, this year he has an offensive coordinator, does he not? Or was that last year? That was last year. Last year. So this year, last year, this year he he's took the it over this coordinator. year. He's calling the shots this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike Riley should be defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know. If Jason Moss is coming under criticism right now, I think it's warranted. Edmonton is not that good of a team. They're not going to be that good a team. They are going to miss the playoffs, my personal opinion. I called that months ago. And it's not their offense. It's their defense. It's awful. It's almost as bad as Winnipeg's. Oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry, Todd. Um, yeah, no, it's just... Is Jason Moss going to get fired? No, he's not. No, they love him. He's going to stick around. Will, what do you think? Wish I had Chris on the podcast today. He, he, he'd have some insight on this one. You know what? I... I I I think Jason Moss is too emotional to be a head coach to be honest with you. I think he flies off the handle and I think his team plays that way as well. And Jeff you know Ryan from Hall. what everybody's what everybody said from what everybody says Jason Moss is a great guy. He uh he knows his stuff. But he is he is a bit of a hothead and he has a hard time controlling his emotions. And we've seen it time after time after time. And I and I think he needs to be the head coach, but I think he needs to have an offensive coordinator who deals with the the game to game stuff. And and I I really wish he had a kept uh, the guy that he had, but the guy he had went to the NFL. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I'm not convinced he's had head coach material. I'm really not. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. But of know, all the head I coaches mean, he in the a, CFL, I think he's the one that shouldn't be there. He was a good OC in uh, well, Ottawa. Mike I Sherman, thought. maybe. Well, that's true too. Okay, Charles, what's your take on Jason Moss? Well, Will kind of stole my thunder a little bit because I was going to say as well that I don't think that Mike Riley or Mike Riley uh, that Jason Moss has the temperament to be a head coach. A lot of times, the team needs a coach to be like a calming factor, a guy to rein everybody back in. But typically, at least once a game, sometimes more, the camera will shoot to Jason Moss and he's there throwing a temper tantrum. He's throwing stuff around. He's yelling and screaming at someone. I remember in the game one of the season when they were going through that terrible um, thunderstorm, they're pulled off the field, and here is Jason Moss coming off the field yelling and screaming at the officials. I don't know what. And I remember against the Lions a few weeks ago, he's yelling at the officials still of something that happened three or four plays earlier. He's got to calm down. He's got to rein his emotions in because – that, like CJ said, that rubs off on the team. 
And if the head coach is going to go out and just lose their emotions, the team's very well liable to do the same thing. So is he head coach material? I don't know. Uh, I have not been overly impressed with him. I think with the talent that he's had over the last few years, that team was good enough to win a Grey Cup. But they did. They haven't they been did. able to. Well, not with Jason Moss there. No, it was, was it? Chris Jones. No, that was Chris Jones. You'll notice that the Chris Jones was able to get a Grey Cup out of them, but once Chris, Jason Moss comes in, they're, they can't get over the hump of Calgary. Sure, Dave Dickinson in Calgary, he can be emotional at times too, but there's also a lot of times where you'll see him on the sideline and he's standing there very calmly. So um, Jason Moss really has to, I think that's his emotional. He still has the emotions of a player from his playing days. But sometimes you just can't do that uh, as a head coach. You've you got to really slow it down and just calm down. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I remember a coach in Winnipeg that used to do the same thing and act exactly the same way. Do you know who I'm talking about? Doug Barry. Hmm. He would, he would literally lose it on the sidelines and throw his headset and stomp on it and do all sorts of weird, stupid stuff. And I just going, why is a head coach doing this? It doesn't make sense. You know, you have to calm your ass down. And, uh, Where is Doug Berry today? <laughs> I don't know. Who, who knows and who cares, right? Um, yeah. Jeff Reinbolt is, is very similar to that. Brilliant football mind, just not head coach material, right? He needs somebody above him to keep a thumb on him. I was I was really at odds when BC hired him as our special teams coordinator. I know the man's brilliant, but he's emotionally unstable. That doesn't work well for me to being a coach, even if it's a coordinator. Jason Moss is a head coach, and he's unstable. It was a bad signing. I said it was a bad signing when it happened, and I haven't changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Jason Moss should not be the head coach in Edmonton, and they're going to miss the playoffs this year, which isn't – I'm a huge Mike Riley fan, so I don't like to see that happen. I don't like to see Edmonton make the playoffs and BC miss them. So, you know, I'm okay with Edmonton missing the playoffs if BC gets in. Okay. What else should we go on to here? I don't want to talk about Maritime Football. Maritime Football Group says that they have narrowed their search for a new stadium down to two different locations. Do you think it's actually going to happen? Yes, I do. I think some idiot's going to make this happen, and it's going to fail miserably. Absolutely miserably. It's not going to survive. All this money, all this time, all this effort, and it's going to be a waste. And it's going to be one of those things that is is going to be a death blow to the CFL. It's going to take us back a long, long ways. We're doing very well right now. We're very prosperous. 
Most of the teams are doing well. This is just going to be scary. My take on it, I don't think a team should be in the Maritimes. I think another team in southern Ontario maybe, but definitely not the Maritimes. William. Well, do you think it's going to happen? And I don't like, I don't like to say I don't care. Because I you say that though, you say care. that all the time. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it's a good move. But that's just I like, I like the concept of ten teams in the CFL. Yeah, me too. Me I just too. want a good franchise. Um, I just want a solid franchise. I mean, I just think in the Maritimes it's too hard. It's going to be too hard because they have never had football as far as professional goes. And they are hockey fans. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I, I don't know why Randy Ambrosi is so hot and heavy for this. But on the other hand, you know, if uh, they do get a team and it fails, well, maybe Randy Ambrosi won't have a job anymore. Who knows? Oh, well, that might be a good thing. Hard to say. Yeah, That's I gonna didn't take, say that. It's going to take, take too long for that to happen, though. That. I mean, we're for at least four years, maybe five, before a team comes comes in, and I don't want I don't want to see him be the commissioner that long. I really want this guy. No, to go I away. I think that I think that'll happen within two or three years if it happens. And what uh, the team or Mabrosi gets fired? The team, the team, the team. I don't think it'll happen that I don't think it's going to take five years. I don't think it'll take five years. You can say all you want about stadiums. They haven't started, they build stadiums they haven't started planning a stadium yet. You can't do that in two years. Well, they're looking, they're looking for a place once they, once they figure it out, look out. Because it'll create jobs and the whole thing out there. So, you know what I mean? But I, I, I'd love to see. Well, you know what? I'd love to see a tenth team, so Winnipeg could go back in the East, so that they might have a chance at winning the Grey Cup. So that's just me, though. You guys still there? Yep. Oh, okay. Christopher's not saying anything. Maybe do we? Do did we, we lose Christopher? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I guess we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. It looks like. Yeah, I'm just on the studio here. It looks like he might have dropped off. We'll see if he comes back on. He'll probably reconnect. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, for the I, Maritime. Yeah, go on. I I just I don't think it's a good idea. I just I just think they've gone without football for too long, and it'd be hard to get a fan base. Because most people are interested in football, and I mean, don't hockey. get me wrong, the people the people out there are hockey. The people out there are great fans, mm-hmm. but they're hockey fans, and uh, they've been hockey fans forever. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think uh, a team in the Maritimes. I think it'll do well for the first two or three years. I think there's going to be a novelty there. 
Uh, people will be really excited. It's something they haven't had before. So I honestly think it will do well initially. My concern is, is like year three, year four, year five, if you've got a team there that doesn't make the playoffs for two or three years, is their fan support going to dry up and disappear all of a sudden? And they'll have crickets in their stadium. Um, it's all well and good initially if there's a novelty uh, and they're doing well, you know, it's a new trendy thing to do, but three or four years in, if they've got a losing record and they're missing the playoffs and stuff like that, is that where the fan base disappears? Um, I don't have any worry that it'll happen initially. It'll be well, but until then, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat, um, I'm, you know, I don't know about that. I just think it's uh, one of those things that um, uh, could be um, could start out with good intentions, but end up being a disaster. Um, we always look back and talk about uh, what it was like with U.S. expansion. Well, if you remember, a lot of the U.S. teams, at least in the early games, drew all right. But again, that was all novelty. And then once the NFL and college started, the fans went away. Well, this is not the same situation there in the Maritimes. But again, is the novelty going to wear off and the fans going to disappear when that happens? That's my biggest question there. I don't know if that's the case, but I could see it happening. So I'm not sure, but uh, I'm not convinced the Maritimes is um, the place to go. Like I said, it'll be. I think it'll be successful in the first few years because of the novelty. After that, I have my question, my doubts about it. But we'll see. I'm I'm back. Oh, hello. My, uh, the you internet. On it. Yeah, I did. But... I was like talking in the middle of my talking and it just went away. Um, I, I lost internet connection here, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Nobody thinks the Maritime is a good idea. Who's surprised? Is anybody surprised by that? Hmm. No. I'm not totally ruling it out for being successful, but I, I am skeptical about it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to – there's too many things that matter with the, having a team in the Maritimes, okay? And everybody says, oh, what's the matter? And I said, okay, it's another time zone away, okay? Yep. If you think it's hard for Montreal, Toronto, and Hamilton to play in BC, wait till the Maritimes come in. And they're four-hour time difference, okay? Mm-hmm. And they start playing a game at 7 o'clock, which is 11 o'clock at night, and they don't finish till 2 in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. That BC is going to be a hellhole for them. Okay. That aside, there's no direct flights to Halifax from anywhere west of Toronto. That means every Western Division team has to be jumping from plane to plane to plane to get to this thing, right? So they're either going to be chartering a plane to do it or they're going to be on a milk run. Nobody likes that. It raises the cost of, of transportation for the CFL teams up. And, and it's the same thing with Hamilton coming west. So that's kind of a, a downer about it. I mean, there is no natural um, 
team for Halifax to cheer for in the CFL right now. So they're not really CFL fans as such. There are CFL fans there, and I'm not disputing that. There's some seriously hardcore CFL fans in Halifax area. But football to them, the, the New England Patriots are closer. You think Vancouver has a problem with the Seahawks? What do you think Halifax is going to have with the Patriots? Okay. Even when they had touchdown Atlanta in Atlantic in, um, in Moncton, they, the stadium was half full of Ontario people made the mm-hmm. trip out to watch Hamilton and Toronto play. It wasn't because the Maritimes were showing up in dribs and dra- or, in, you know, in, in a plethora thing. They were, they were barely there. So there's nothing, nothing. There's no stadium. There's nobody to build a stadium right now. They're trying to get public money from the city. I mean, seriously, Halifax is a poor city right now. They don't have a lot of cash flow. They have high unemployment. Most of the people who were employed from the Nova Scotia were employed in Alberta, and now they're unemployed again. There's just, there's no good reasoning to do this. None. And I could go on and on and on as to why this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Okay. What do we got? We got one, two, couple of three, four, five, maybe six things left to talk about. No, we have. Okay. Let's have a look at the most recent power rankings. Oh, no. Don't do this to me. Power rankings? They don't sound very good to me. I don't like power rankings right now. <laughs> nope. Calgary's in number one position. Anybody disputing that? 3-0 and team? Nah. Hard to do that when they're the only, yeah, they're the only 3-0 and team. Winnipeg Blue Bombers in second, previously ranked fifth. How does a team jump from five to two with a by beating BC, isn't that kind of like beating Montreal? I don't know. That one's that that one's a little tough for me having Winnipeg up there. But the the difference is, who else would you put up there? Number three, they got uh, this. This, by the way, is uh, three down nations um, rankings. Uh, uh, we have no three down three down nations not credible at the best of time why are we looking at their three power rankings staff. but not somebody at like CFLs or something doesn't CFL have up. did you they do i put the wrong one up obviously i thought that's oh, okay. what i well, i didn't notice it was a three down nation one okay well, is there power rankings from CFL let's see if there's a uh, comparison i'm going to see if i can find them here i'm i'm uh, flipping through it right now i got predictions calgary signing four players got it's it, funny. Four players were fine, yet they listed five. That's yep. kind of hard for me to understand. Load more news. I'm just. I'm sure there are. I know there are power rankings somewhere. Just uh, from. I haven't seen a week four power rankings in CFL.ca. Searching for right now. Week five uh, fantasy round. Maybe there is down here. 
load more. Wow, there's too many articles on this thing. Quarterback index. Three Down Nation. Who? We don't like Three Down Nation. Okay, here we are. I found the power rankings for CFL.ca. Yeah, I'll wow. post a uh, link to it on the uh, chat here. And that would be good. And if anyone wants to open it up here. If anyone, we all do. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Will doesn't look at these things. <laughs> yep. Okay, Charles has got it up there. Boom, boom, yep. boom, 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 boom. Pull it up. Okay, so let's see if the power rankings here are any different. Oh, look, they got yep. Calgary in first place. They got Hamilton in second. Oh, geez. Winnipeg is in third. Uh, Edmonton is in second. Ottawa's in fourth. Oh, sorry, sorry. Edmonton's in fourth. Ottawa's in, in fifth. Toronto's in sixth. Saskatchewan in seventh. BC in eighth. Montreal in ninth. I have to agree with these. I'm hard-pressed to argue with any of these things here. I don't like the Three Down Nation ones because they're stupid. How can you have Winnipeg in second place? I don't know. Hamilton in fourth. Toronto in fifth. I think that we got that one right. Edmonton's down in sixth. They previously were third. Saskatchewan is seventh. BC is eight. And Mont- Montreal down in nine. Well, that didn't take long. Okay. Um What do you think, Charles? Which well, I don't know like if Freedom Nation puts Edmonton down in sixth. I don't think they should be that low. Uh, I like where CFL has them at fourth because you got uh, Calgary, Hamilton, Winnipeg, top three. Kind of hard to argue with any of those. You could argue that Winnipeg's a bit too high, uh, being just a 500 team, but really everybody else is 500. Well, except for uh, Ottawa's a game over 500, but they've played one less, so... And one yeah. of their wins was over was over Montreal. So, but you got Saskatchewan in seventh place in their five hundred. Yes, but let's face it, Saskatchewan five hundred looks a lot worse than Edmonton at five hundred, even with mm. the the one Edmonton loss last week. Saskatchewan's two and two, but they skimmed out by the skin of their teeth a win last week. So. Yeah. Although they call it a heroic win over the Ticats. I'm not sure but what was say so the, heroic about it. You can say the same thing about Toronto's win over Edmonton, though. No, fair enough. That's true, too. But, of course, that was their first win. They had lost their first two. Granted, that they was were the second win for Saskatchewan. I think you could make a case that you could swap Toronto and Saskatchewan at 7-6. and six. Really, when you get down that low, does it really matter? Um, go, but going forward, these are not standings, of course. These are power rankings. So this is not just how they've done to this point, but it, how their prospects look to the future. So if you're taking it at that standard, I definitely put Toronto up over Saskatchewan because I, I think uh, I'm more optimistic about what they're doing down the road than what Saskatchewan's going to do. Well, at least they have a quarterback. Yep. Okay. Willie, what do you have to say about these power rankings? Were you, did you look them up? Yeah, I did. I Cal- tend to agree with first, all of them. That's all that really cares, right? Well, no, Calgary should be in first because they're the only undefeated team. I'm sorry. 
just the way it is, whether they've played anybody or haven't played anybody. Um, I, I tend to agree with the rest of the power rankings. I Their power rankings, they don't really matter that much. Okay, because you can be... You can be eighth in the league, still make the Great Cup and win. So who cares about power rankings week to week? I mean, yeah. I wish I could say more, but, you know, you could probably flip-flop a couple of the teams. But for the most part, they're fine. The power rankings, it gives somebody something to do during the week when there's no football on TV. How does that sound? That is exactly right. That's exactly right. It gives, you know, Hamilton's number two. I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, I think Winnipeg's high at number three. I think Edmonton should be ahead of Winnipeg. Um, You know, there's seven, eight, and or seven is Saskatchewan. Eight is BC. I think those two teams are close, to be honest with you. And number nine is Montreal, but they haven't really showed much. So, yeah, there you go. So, I'm good with them. I haven't had a chance to look at Belton Johnson's power rankings this week, but I'm sure they're kind of obscure and weird, but that's okay. I don't know. Did he even put any up this week? I don't recall seeing think, them, and I usually see no, them all the time. No, I think he did, but I don't remember what it said, but I, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, power rankings for Belton Johnson this week are the Stamps, the Bombers, Red Blacks, Eskimos, Ticats, Argos, Riders, BC, and Alouettes. Hmm. There's another one that's got the Bombers at two. Got the Ticats at five. I still don't know how you put the Bombers at two and the Ticats at five. The Ticats had one bad game. And they're at number five, really? Come on. Which is really they funny be because he had three, the Ticats. Top four. He had Ticats in number two the week before. Yeah. Well, he had so PC in number two the week before that. Spot. Dalton Johnson's all over the map with his three with his power rankings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. Sorry, Belton. Where does he have the Riders again? When? This week? Yeah. Uh, he's got the Riders in seventh. Okay, so that's that where they belong. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's not too far off, and I'm kind of impressed mm-hmm. that he did that because he's not. He's, I am I mean, too, because he's, he's, he's a homer. He's a homer. But he, 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 he tends to be a little bit less homer than than other people, and definitely less homer than Rod Peterson. Yes. But then everybody's less homer than Rod. Now, now, Christopher, leave Rod alone. I like Rod. I actually like some of the things that Rod says. I like to laugh at Rod sometimes, most of the time. Anyhow, not going to pick on him tonight. Can we move on to something interesting? What, you don't want to talk about the power rankings anymore? Come on. Yeah, they, they're power rankings. Okay, our next segment is about Johnny Manziel. Is that interesting enough for you? Oh, I can talk about that. Oh, yeah, I can talk about that. 
Tony Manziel's agent yeah. says that he has heard from half of the teams in the NFL. Is this a true story? Is this a, just an agent trying to keep his client relevant as he stands on the sidelines with a clipboard? Johnny Manziel's agent is not very smart, okay? No. Number one, shut up. Just shut up. Number two, he signed a two-year contract in the CFL. He can't go to the NFL, so shut up. Okay? Just be quiet. Okay? What an idiot. I mean, what more do you want me to say? Do you have to talk about him to keep him in the spotlight? He's in the spotlight in Hamilton. He's there, okay? He's in the spotlight. I mean, I mean, Jeremiah Mazzoli lost the game. He can hear Johnny Manziel's footsteps. I guarantee you. And hopefully he comes out with the same kind of fire in his next game and wins. And then we'll forget all about Johnny Manziel again. Again. But, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that there are some – Cleveland Brown fans out there who would like to thank his agent because they get to finally wear their jerseys again because he's in professional football again. So they can wear their their Cleveland jerseys and feel comfortable, okay? Because Johnny Manziel is now a professional football player again. But as far as the NFL goes, shut up. Okay, that's my take on it. Charles. I don't well, well, I like yeah. your take. Well, I like your take. <laughs> okay. First of all, it says that half of the NFL has checked in with Johnny Manziel's agent. For what? Uh, to find out the size of the clipboard he's holding? To see how many passes he completes in the pregame warm-up? Why would any NFL team be contacting an agent about Johnny Manziel based on anything this year... He hasn't played in a regular season game. He barely played in the preseason. So what would they be calling for? I call complete bullcrap on that. I don't think this, this is just some agent trying to keep Johnny Manziel's name in the news. Uh, I don't understand why the hell anyone would be calling about him because he is not like he's done anything. So this is just some agent popping off trying to say, oh, my client's still here. No one cares, all right? Go away. We don't need to hear from you. Uh, this is just some, I don't know. This this is just agent tactic. I don't know what this guy's end game is, but he's probably got some sort of, um, I don't know what he's doing, but I don't care what this guy does, personally. I, uh, I don't want to hear from him. Who cares? No one's interested. Come on. Are you not interested? Maybe. No, I'm not. Wait a minute. Let maybe. Play some games. maybe. I got an idea. I got an idea. Maybe his player's player agent, his remuneration is based on how many times Johnny Manziel's name gets mentioned in the media. Maybe that's it. Well, maybe. I don't see. Because there's no other reason for this guy to be popping off about stuff. Because his guy, client has not played a single down of regular season football and probably is not going to in the foreseeable future. Christopher, what do you think? I'm sick and tired of talking about Johnny Manziel. 
I was sick and tired about talking about Johnny Manziel last year. And we've continued to talk about him, of his possibility of coming to the CFL, of his wanting to come to the CFL, but wanting demanding starting wages. Um, I'm sick of Johnny Manziel when he, he just says, no, I'm, I'm going to sit out the year and Hamilton can just suck it. Um, I'm tired of Johnny Manziel. He, he actually signed a decent contract, but I'm sick of him because he's arrogant enough to think that he's actually going to play most of the season for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I'm sick of Johnny Manziel. I, I, I don't know what else to say. This, this, this guy is a putz and he deserves nothing. He's earned nothing. He's never seen a CFL game before a month ago. And everybody thinks he's going to be a fucking rock star up here. I I am so just sick of this shit. Like, go home already. There's never been a CFL or an NFL quarterback flunk out and come up here and perform. Okay? It's never happened. It's never going to happen. Shit, half the quarter, starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now couldn't play in the CFL. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm so tired of this garbage with Johnny Manziel. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If I'm not going to say anything bad, but, you know, I it just... Yeah, if he just went away, it'd be fine. Trade trade him to Montreal. Montreal needs him. Do something with him because it's just like wrong. Okay, that's my take on it, and that's where I'm done. Now I, I'm going to jump off script here, and I want to talk about Duran Carter. Now this Why? is another guy that I really don't care about, and I wish he would just go away. But it was brought to our attention today that the possibility that Duron Carter is playing cornerback for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because the offensive coordinator doesn't like him and doesn't want him on the offense. I cannot believe how ridiculously dumb this idea is because, first off, if he is a pet of... Chris Jones, the offensive coordinator would be fired. Not Ron Carter being put on defense because that's extremely stupid of them putting Deron Carter on, on, on defense. It, it, it's a, it's the dumbest idea. I've never heard, I've never seen anything so desperate or stupid in all my life in the CFL football is, is doing this. Um, but he's not being put over there because of this. It more than likely there is an NFL team or, or more that's thinking about Deron Carter as a defensive back. And Deron's daddy, Chris, who has money falling out of his pockets, is paying Chris Jones or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to play him on defense so that he gets experience so that next year he can go to an NFL training camp as a defensive back. That, to me, makes far more sense than offensive coordinator not liking him because quite frankly, if the offensive coordinator didn't like him, Chris Jones would just fire the coordinator. Yeah. 
If he's a the pet and he likes Deron Carter, Deron Carter is probably one of the most talented CFL receivers right now. The guy is absolutely amazing. I hate him to bits, but he's an amazing receiver. Why he's not playing receiver is totally and completely beyond me. Why he's wasting his talents as a defensive back and not being good at it is totally in, incomprehensible. So why is Chris Jones doing this? Why does that make sense to you? I cannot think of any any reason other than the fact that Deron wants to play cornerback and uh, his daddy is making it happen for him. Charles, what do you think on this subject? Well, first of all, if a offensive coordinator would not want Deron Carter uh, as a receiver, I'd have to question the intelligence and sanity of that said offensive coordinator because say what you want, he may be a, a distraction, he may be a jerk or whatever, he's an extremely talented receiver. Probably one of, the best. one of the best in the league, if not the best. There's uh, If the Saskatchewan offensive coordinator did not want Deron Carter, I bet you there are eight other offensive coordinators that would be more than happy to take him. Um, so I, I, I can't fathom that. that um, logic. Uh, that logic. Well, I can't call it logic. It's not logic. It's not logic. Sorry. Um, I think that um, I honestly think part of it is Chris Jones thinking he knows best and he still thinks that Deron Carter despite the struggles he's had he thinks that Deron Carter still is his best option there having him in a defensive back despite the fact and he's not going to let anyone tell him differently he's going to um, want um he wants him uh, at defensive back. He thinks that uh, the positives outweigh the negatives. I don't buy it, quite frankly. I think that's nonsense. Uh, and I think he's been showing up quite a bit this year. But for whatever reason, uh, he's keeping there. And I really think, too, when we talked about the Riders quarterback situation earlier, those quarterbacks, uh, Bridge and uh, Watford, I think they could really benefit by having Deron Carter catching passes because he's the type of guy that can take a shorter pass and turn it into something spectacular. Now, I know that the Riders are deep at receiver. I understand that. But when you've got one of the top weapons in the league at that position and you've got two quarterbacks who are struggling and not really top-tier quarterbacks, why would you not give them the best possible weapons that you could. You would. Exactly. But they're not doing that right now. So so why? I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. William. Well, talk about Durant now. He's one of your favorite players. No, let let's talk about let's talk about the comment a certain person made. Isn't it nice to see that some things change and some things just stay the same? Okay. No, we're no, we're well, not going to talk about that. That's that's mean. No, no, but some things just stay the same. Okay. So, anyways, 
why why would any NFL team want a high school cornerback? Because that's what Deron Carter is right now. He's a high school cornerback. He hasn't shown anything, in my opinion. And they should just put him back at receiver and let him do what he does. And I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. Chris Jones is known for doing weird shit. And this is one of the weirdest things he does. Okay, let's face it. He's got Deron Carter playing D-back. He's got the rotating quarterback thing. Um, you know, he's also got the uh, number one running back in the CFL two years ago, and he hardly plays him at all. Um, and even though he has lost a step, I think he brings some leadership to a team. And he, so he doesn't even play Jerome Messam. So did he hire Jerome Messam to be a third running back? Like really? Why he's pay the just money? Got all kinds. Of, I know he's just got all kinds of things going on, and I don't know. Deron Carter, I could care less about because, you know what? In three years, we're not even going to be talking about Deron Carter because he's not going to be in the CFL because he doesn't want to stay here. I guarantee you. Of course, he doesn't want to be here. So, we know that he doesn't want to be here. So why okay. are they playing him at cornerback? Because Chris Jones does that. He does weird stuff. He always has. Okay? And I, I think one of the reasons he's playing cornerback is because Chris Jones takes all of his good players and puts them on defense. And I guess Deron Carter is one of his favorites, and he's a good player, so he thought he'd try him on defense. Because they are really deep in receiver, let's face it. Well, they are. You can't tell You can't tell by the way they're playing, but they are good because they need a quarterback to throw to those receivers. Maybe we should play Deron Carter at quarterback. That would be cool. That would be funny. You want to def- see some defensive players pin their ears back? Holy smokes. So as okay. far as as far as points go, okay, yeah. as in um, actual points scored, not points in the standing, but points scored, Saskatchewan is proportionately for the amount of games they played is one of the lowest in the league. They're below Montreal. Yes, they are. They're below BC. The only team they're not below is Toronto. So they're they're averaging uh, 19 points a game, less than 19 points a game, well, about 19 points a game, 19 and a bit a game. That's simply not good enough when you get nope. when when you're getting um, 25 points scored against you. We're playing Canadian football here. If somebody scores 25 points against you, you've probably won the game. Right? Don't you think? Yep. Yep. More often than not, probably, yeah. Right? Winnipeg has yep. 93 points scored against them in, in four games. Saskatchewan has 95 points scored against them in three games. They both have a 2-2 two and two record. But Winnipeg also has scored 144 points. Yes, that was 50 against Montreal. But, you know, even Edmonton has scored 112 points. Saskatchewan is at 
79. BC's at 63, but they've only played three games, so that would be 21 points per game. And Saskatchewan's at 19. Montreal's at 20 points per game. No, they're not. They're on four games. They're 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 lower. Sorry, I got to give Saskatchewan a little bit of credit. Montreal's at 15 points per game. Toronto's at 15. I don't know. I something's wrong in Saskatchewan, and I cannot believe that the people are standing by and and supporting Chris Jones. Because you can't say anything bad about them on the internet. You get jumped all over. Mm-hmm. They're still blindly following this man. And I don't know why. What else do you want them to do? Because he's not going anywhere. So, not this year anyways. Yeah. What's well, the last year of a really stupid contract? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what to say. And once again, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Chris Jones is a good head coach. I think he has the ability to motivate the players. Some of them. I I think he has the ability to pull out the best in, in, in players. And, and that's important in a coach. But when he gets into any type of, um, I don't want to use the word controversy, but any type of, like, problem, he can't deal with it. It just absolutely stymies him, and he doesn't know how to deal with it. Well, let's face it. He does whatever the heck he wants to do. He always has. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the waggle today and David Sanchez play, has played for uh, Chris Jones and David Sanchez Sanchez was in the twilight of his career. And he apparently one day at practice, he made a comment about how they should be doing things. And Chris Jones told him basically you're over the hill. Shut up. Okay. So I do like that part about people. Okay, because you never worry about where you stand with a guy because he's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But, you know, he does what he wants to do, and that's why he had to go to Saskatchewan because he wanted total control. He's had total control. It hasn't no been that successful. Good. No. No. See, I don't think he's a very good director of um, football operations. I don't think he's a very good general manager. But I'm not convinced I can say that he's not a very good head coach. I think he's a good, I think he's a great assistant coach. He's been an assistant on many teams that have been successful. And the reason they've been successful is because of his defense. But I just, I, my, my jury's still out on, on head coach. Wow. Anything to add, Charles? Well, I mean, he did win a Grey Cup as a head coach, so uh, he must be doing something right. Um, but he's, um, he's been on five Grey Cup winning teams. Yeah. Agreed. No, uh, but uh, no, I just um, 
I don't uh, I think um really that um Chris Jones uh he likes to have his things his way and Will made it actually a very good point that I hadn't thought about about um Chris Jones wanting his best athletes on defense because Chris Jones has always been a defense first team or yeah. a defense first coach. So there's actually I think a lot to be said about that. I think it makes a lot of points. Yeah, but does that really make sense that you're going to sacrifice your offense for your defense? I don't think it makes sense it to is. you or me, but it probably does um, maybe to him. It is It is uh, when the guy's a control freak. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Will. I know that he's a control freak and everything else. I'm still trying to figure out, is that the best answer, the best reason we got for Deron Carter playing defense is because Chris Jones wants to put his best players on defense? Is that the best we can do? I guess it is. I think it makes sense. I honestly think it does make sense. I can't believe we've talked about Deron Carter this long. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. This is the three minute warning. Well, we got football to this week, but there's only three games. It's kind of depressing. Exciting, but depressing. Mm hmm. So we got the Ottawa, no or we got Cal- Calgary and Ottawa. CJ Charles That's took tomorrow. Ottawa, Will and Mark took Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton. Everybody took Edmonton except CJ. He's being an idiot over with picking Toronto. And uh, Winnipeg, BC. Mark's the odd man out picking Winnipeg. Everybody else is picking BC. I'm doing it because I'm a homer. Charles, I think, is pretty much a homer. Will, I don't know what his logic is here. doesn't make sense. I'm a homer. You're not a homer. You're a homer, all right, but not for BZ Lions. You're a homer for the Calgary Stampeders. You're still convinced Bo Levi Mitchell's the best quarterback in the CFL. He just wins the most. He is. Yeah, all right. Arrogant and egotistical? Yes, he is, 100%. Okay, where's that thing? It's over. Let's try this one. You can catch the Let's Talk CFL podcast wherever you are on our host blog, Talk Radio Live. And in podcast form, you can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio app, and iTunes. Yeah. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode 262. Your host Christopher Jones, and it's been a pleasure and an honor to talk football with my two good friends here, Will and Charles. And uh, we'll talk to you on after the week long weekend or after the weekend's games uh, Sunday night, uh, we'll, eight o'clock Pacific time. Same as always. Uh, I'm going to say good night, Charles. You do the same. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you after all three games this weekend. William, you take care of your wife, eh? Watch some football. I'm working on it. Enjoy the weekend. I will watch football. 
Good night, everybody. Have a great week, and watch football. Go Owls! Go Owls! Owls aren't playing. Is that the best you can do?